0: What is up brothers of discussion and this is episode 59 the big five nine with big Kevin fanboy Dave coming at you guys man we had an exciting press conference for Wrestlemania 40 this past Thursday it kicked off with Triple H coming out talking about how it's going to be the biggest Wrestlemania of all time he talked about the Netflix deal he got the crowd riled up this is a press conference that they've done in the past on a smaller level uh, for WrestleMania, but nothing like this to the extreme of filling the arena at T-Mobile Arena, that is, in Las Vegas to announce the kickoff for WrestleMania 40. Uh, and we were trying to hopefully get some answers here because we were kind of left thinking Cody Rhodes was backing off of uh, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief at WrestleMania, and The Rock was inserting himself. And between uh then and the press conference, uh, there was a lot of people online that was very displeased we talked about it last week and we appreciate Jeremy jumping on uh giving his take on this the uh, matter at hand and the WWE just like it always does listens to the audience okay now when i say every, all the time that was Vince but triple h definitely listens to his audience and they pivot we're going to talk about that then we're going to talk about what's going on uh, last night on smackdown where does it leave Seth Um, and his title and so all that's going to happen we're going to talk about and discuss that but keeping going on that press conference we see Bianco Belair come out Uh, we see mommy come out but at the end of the day what everyone was looking forward to was that press conference with Cody the Rock Roman Reigns and Seth freaking Rollins
1: oh my god big Kev you um, this guy you, I mean, you started off really, really well, but come on, you got to give the fans of Brothers Discussion, you know, the beginning of it, of who was um at no the, one
0: cares. Yes, no one cares about A. G. Lee's husband. No, no one cares about Biggie at, that broke his neck
1: everybody. Head. Does care that they were there, you know, doing the whole uh beginning of this whole press conference being there because everybody loves seeing punk. He gave a uh, update that is doing all right and seeing biggie come on you cannot say anything like that and having their commentary a while this um press conference is going was huge and what we'll get into uh that you alluded to about pivoting and things like that um yes you are correct i mean what better way to start off wrestlemania 40 you know the road to wrestlemania in las vegas where the super bowl is today i mean everything was in vegas this past week i mean that is huge, you know, for the city of Las Vegas. And, yeah, man, this press conference uh, for the fans out there, like Mimo and other people complaining, oh, is this PG? Which is podcast will still stay PG. Like, it felt real. And I know we're about to dive into that. But it felt like some egos were getting hurt and that the real stuff was about to come out and be like, hey, who's boss? Who I'm this boss, this boss, and oh, my God. Um, now you can continue, Big Kev. Wait,
0: wait a minute. If you're going to call me out, you better complete the story. Uh, definitely pun intended there. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee was also on the panel, just so you know. And we were hearing a lot of we want Cody and Rocky sucks chants. Uh, it was kind of funny because Rock was at the Pat McAfee show earlier in the day and you know, typical rock, kind of making fun, making light of, you know, telling people how he respects Cody Rhodes, respects the fans, but then he doesn't respect the Cody crybabies, kind of like you, fanboy Dave, Cody crybabies. And uh, if you hadn't seen that, it was hilarious. It was a little hilarious. Typical rock stuff. I'm sure that his writers wrote for him to say, but nevertheless, it was funny. But um, yeah, those four kicked off the panel and uh to be honest, I, I just want to kind of get in the meat and potatoes, man. I want to get to the end because we had the travel chief come out and then The Rock comes out to a really mixed, more so reaction of boos. talking about Seth came out first. Well, no, forget Seth. That, that's that's my point, fan boy Dave, is Seth freaking Rollins. Why was he even there? He looked like a bum in the background. No one cared about him. I mean, let's think about it. That whole time, there was no reason for him to be out there. Other than I guess he's the champ, and I get that, but no one, like, everyone everyone was wondering what was going to happen with the title that the Travel Chief holds. And Seth freaking Rollins is kind of put in the back of the spotlight, and I get it. You know, I know that's your boy for Seth freaking Rollins. You want to give him some props here, but uh, let's be honest. No one cared. He was in the background just like he should be right now because all eyes were on the Rock, the Travel Chief, head-to-head. And then Cody comes out and he is kind of proclaiming that he really never said who he wanted to challenge and face. Um, The Rock puts his family bloodline, the family tree, I should say, up on the uh, Titantron. Um, Can we say Titantron still? I mean, that was kind of a 90s term, I guess. They used it on SmackDown. They said the Tron. So I guess we can call it Tron still. But on the big screen, and it's a huge family tree, of everybody in the family. Uh, A couple of interesting points. I didn't see Tamina's name, but I did see Jacob Fatu. Is he coming up to the WWE soon? We don't know about that one, but uh, at the end of the day, The Rock uh, was pretty aggravated and irritated that Cody said that his ancestors, uh, meaning The Rock and Roman Reigns, they would have definitely been ashamed of how they were acting. And The Rock did not like that at all. And we get Cody Rhodes that finally proclaims that he is going after the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. The WWE had a pivot because mm-hmm. uh, yes, the rock got an amazing reaction that Monday night when he, he said that he would face the tribal chief. Um, but since then the WWE universe has said that they were displeased with that decision and they wanted Cody. We want Cody. We want Cody all over social media. And so um majority, I would say 75% of the crowd there at Las Vegas was definitely behind Cody because they were booing The Rock. And The Rock doing his typical staring around, soaking in the boos, uh, reminded me back in, like, 97 when he came out, uh, when he was getting into the Nation of Domination. He had that type of vibe to him. Um, but what, what, what's your thoughts before we kind of keep going through what happened, the interaction between Cody and The Rock, and what transpired after they left the stage? What is your thoughts on this? Was it the right? Did it feel right? Um, the way they did it, because we talked about it and I talked about it. I still thought, and we talked about it to Jeremy that it was going to be uh Cody and the Travel Chief night two. Um, so is this how I thought they were going to get there with that? No. Uh what how did you feel again how it was set up and the story played out there at the press conference? I think.
1: Story-wise, it was brilliant because basically um, when Roman Reigns came out, I mean, he burned Seth again. He said, why are you wearing your wife's shoes and all kinds of stuff? And, you know, basically telling Cody, go to the to the second championship. And Which makes it funny because, I mean, yes, the tribal chief, I mean, this is something that we probably won't see again in a long time or ever um, about his run. But I mean, the way he just dogs Seth Rollins and Seth didn't say anything. And all Seth had to say is like, what's your record against me? Because everybody that knows is that Seth owns Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has never beat Seth Rollins. That's a fact. You can fact check it. So basically, if I was going to say something, I'd be like, you might be the tribal chief, the big dog, but who's your daddy? Seth Freaker Rollins is Roman Reigns' daddy. And that's a fact. But the disrespect they gave him, and then how the rock comes out and said, Yes, like Jeremy had said alluded to, and you know, couldn't be with us this weekend, uh, to record, you know, he's probably getting ready for a super bowl. He's talking about getting his grill, but besides that, that the rock and Roman were just basically like "Sad don't matter, Cody don't matter, and then they're just jawing at each other, and then Cody just comes out and says, Hey, this is BS. Travel chief, you don't get to Dictate who you get to um, face at WrestleMania. I earn that and I get to choose who I want to face. And then that's when, you know, basically Cody said in the last two years, basically making knocks at part timers, he says, Rock and Roman, you yeah, haven't been cooking nothing for the last two years. And which got the fans, you know, like dang straight. He burned both of them. That
0: was awesome. And,
1: the beauty of it is is just like whether this is where it was going or how you said they pivot, it seems like an alliance is now with The Rock and Roman together because yeah, Rock Roman talked about Dusty Roads, and that's why Cody made his remark, which I didn't think it was disrespectful. He just said the way you're acting, you know, your grandparents would be ashamed of you. And that really ticked off the rock and said. Talk about his blood—that's my blood. You talk about his ancestors, my ancestors, you know, and now we have a problem. And then everybody who lives in Texas—you heard about the the cannon blast heard around the world at the Alamo was a slap heard around the world because Rock slapped the taste out of Cody Rhodes, which I'm sure Mimo was delighted about that, and I'm sure you were too, big Cav.
0: Oh, I loved it. Uh, man, he he slapped the taste. I mean, when that is the definition of slapping the taste out of somebody's mouth. I mean, he struck him hard. Cody fell. I thought he was – what was it, a slap contest? Dana White owns or something, that slap contest, you know, spinoff show that they have. Uh, dang, Rock knocked Cody down to the ground, left his feet, and right then we see the Rock turning hill. We get a hill rock. The Rock is a hill right now, boys and girls. Don't uh, – There's nothing about that. Now, is it cool to see him? Sure. But he definitely turned Hill. And then of course, after the press conference, the rock and the tribal chief and Paul Heyman, the wise man is walking out triple H is on a uh, doing an interview backstage. And then they have a discussion with one another and said, don't let you let him talk about my ancestors like that again. And there was some exchange of words right there. And I don't know if you heard or, you know, they were bleeping some, a lot of that stuff out, but, uh, I think the comment was made, and you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. The comment was made, man. You better be Triple H. You don't you don't wrestle anymore. And then Triple H says something to the fact like, "Yeah, you better you better be glad I don't." Uh, that teasing something there. I mean, obviously Triple H really should not be competing in any match with.
1: Uh, oh, he has security. a peacemaker. He, I mean, yeah, that
0: ain't gonna happen. Uh, but awesome. it does allow for a potential superstar back in the Attitude Era. We'll talk about that and get your feelings on it. To see if there's any truth behind it, but we'll talk about that here a little bit later. But what's your thoughts on that backstage little confrontation?
1: Yeah, no, like I said, it it, it looked real, and um, you know, and whether it was or not it was a shoot, as some people say. I mean, you had X blowing up social media was like, what is going on? Like, you know, because Rock said, "I'll knock his blanking teeth out of his mouth next time," and. Yeah, so it's just uh, one of the things um, that now Rock is, I don't know if he's Hollywood heel, he's just heel. But was it was interesting that some people had said on social media, it's just like a tribal chief is, you know, saying he's the best, but the Rock was walking out first, and who was behind the Rock? The tribal chief, like following his lead, so. Um, Good point. Yeah, endless, endless... Uh, um, Imaginations of what could happen on this road to WrestleMania, but again, I don't think that I can think of a a WrestleMania where there was this much hype, and we're still, you know, like fifty something days away, and and social media is just blowing up, and like you know, we'll get into what I think is going to happen and what you're going to think is happening, but yeah, no, Rock is a heel, fans do not like him, and. You know, The Rock said, you handle this, Triple H, or we'll take care of it. We don't know what that means as of yet, but we figure we'll find that out pretty, pretty soon.
0: Well, we do, and they do a great job on Friday Night SmackDown because what happened backstage with Triple H and that interaction had Triple H, Nick Aldis, and Adam Pierce in the ring to address what's going to happen with Seth Rollins' title, but then also... Uh, Triple H man coming back with that little attitude there. There's no love lost between Triple H and The Rock. Uh, I loved a couple of years ago where they did that backstage uh uh segment with uh you know them kind of bickering at each other. And Stephanie's like, hey, I thought we we're going out to you know get some eat, you know, y'all behave. And uh I love that segment. Go on YouTube, check that out. It was hilarious because they were talking about main eventing another WrestleMania. And you know, they were going back and forth, you know, I'll beat you, you know, I'll beat you, blah, blah, blah. But going back to this Friday Night Smackdown, the the key takeaways I thought it was hilarious when Triple H, Triple H came out and just publicly said, maybe some people don't know the role. Obviously, he is getting a jab at the great one. And um, so that's interesting. And he he went on to say, I don't really care where you sit. He's talking about head of the table, on the board. Um, and he said, he, if, if you're looking at who's in charge here, it's me. Okay, And um, – and if you don't like that decision, you know, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, he was pretty much telling The Rock, I'm the one in charge at the end of the day. You're not, you're not my director. I'm going to make the, the you know, what's best for business here for the WWE. So that was pretty interesting uh, that Triple H had made those comments. And he and made it official. Address, he made yeah, you're right. They, he made it official. He said, it. there's no confusion about this, folks. His decision is going to be Cody and Roman Reigns WrestleMania. And then they go on to make another decision. And that decision is the elimination chamber is kind of what we thought that was going to happen where they were going to have uh, the elimination chamber winner go on to face Seth freaking Rollins for the heavyweight title. And that's what they just did. And then they go on to announce that there's going to be a series of matches to qualify to get into the elimination chamber uh, because it's not going to be an easy road for these guys. Uh, there's 12 competitors that they, uh, that
1: exactly. they listed.
0: And, um, well, of course, we get the first match coming out the gate. And we get – well, let me back up. Let me give you the list of participants. We get Drew McIntyre. We get AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Ivar, which I'm glad he, he's getting some dude to kind of be put in the spotlight because he's been doing such a great job in his matches lately. And so I'm glad that they allowed him to be one of the participants. Randy Orton, Dominic Mysterio. The Miz, L.A. Knight. Yeah, Sami Zayn, Logan Paul, A.O., Kevin Owens, and Big Bronson Reed. Those are your 12 competitors. Um, And from there, the first match, of course, in WWE fashion, we're going to kick things off with a qualifying match. We get Drew McIntyre taking on AJ uh, Styles. Um, This is an interesting pairing for the first, you know, for a qualifying match. You know, it could have been Drew McIntyre and someone like uh, Ivar or The Miz or someone like that. But, no, you're getting two uh, heavily favorite people in a qualifying match. What's your thoughts on this pairing and what transpired after the match?
1: I mean, I think it was a good pairing. And then also because um, they've been running a program, LA and I came out to do commentary to scout, like you said. And, um, yeah, no, I think what also was good about this was that Uh, When Triple H came out with Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce, they said we're unified, so they made this decision together because you had Raw and SmackDown superstars, you know, going against each other or whatever this may be. And, uh, yeah, you know, they're going to be able to see who will fight Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So um, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. Drew, uh, he is just capitalizing on the heat that he got from Sam Punk. A shirt, I guess, is available on WWE.com. And just the things he's been saying, Drew is, is finding his niche, and he is being a good heel at the moment. And so AJ Styles is a heel. So it's just like yeah, two heels going against each other. And, uh, I mean, the match didn't disappoint at all, in my opinion.
0: No, it was, it was a good match. And then, uh, of course, after the match, we get uh, a little confrontation with AJ Styles and LA Knight. Um, so we'll see what that develops. That looks like that could be a potential WrestleMania match there. Um, not to say it's good or bad, but it could be something, or maybe we see him, eliminated. yeah. Because,
1: uh, I mean, you know, AJ Styles put the water on LA Knight, and then uh, AJ Styles had Drew for the pin, he had pin like for like seven seconds, and Knight was on the apron, and then he gets hit for his trouble, and you know, that gives Drew enough time to hit the claymore and be our first. Uh, qualifier uh, to Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah, no, good point. And and AJ Styles is too good and too much of a pro to, uh, you know, be leaving McIntyre, someone like McIntyre in the ring, and you can get that dub quick. But no, yeah, you're right. Drew McIntyre advances, and he goes to uh, Elimination Chamber in the main event match there. Um we get another elimination chamber qualifying match but this time on the girl side we get Bianca Belair versus Minchin. and Mitchin, uh eh, I don't know man um not not to know what, what I don't know what to think about this match other than we get Bianca Belair winning uh, but her kind of hot streak of Mention you know you know she's kind of done with AJ Styles looks like AJ Styles definitely broke away from uh, no see, but uh, it looks like uh, she's going to be by herself here and Bianca Belair defeats her. She's going to be in Elimination Chamber. Uh, so that's an interesting uh pairing there, if you will. Yeah, uh, but Meachin, I think Belair is going to be there, you know, definitely in the main event status going into Mania. This could be yeah. her.
1: Meachin did all right in the match. Um, but yeah, no, no competition for Bianca. And what's so interesting about this is that this is the first time in a while. Bianca, you know, is actually competing to try to get a spot at WrestleMania, because normally she's the champ when we're in the WrestleMania season. So she's now, uh, you know, uh, going after whoever champ may be, you know, after Elimination Chamber. So um, different role for her. But um, yeah, she still wants that title. So very interesting.
0: yeah. And well, Hey, next, I wanted to get your thoughts on the segment with Bailey and damage control. What was your thoughts on this? Um, it's still telling the story of her breaking away of damage control. And of course them trying to be ganging up on Bailey. Um, I think you, guy, she's kind of worried here. You know, I, I, I think I would be too, because Bailey's getting some of the fans behind her. She's getting some momentum. Um, so again, they're continuing to tell us, you know, can tell the story. Um, and so the WWE, uh, you know, is chanting Bailey's name. I mean, they're really get behind her here. So I really think you guy is getting a little worried here. What's your thoughts on that segment?
1: I mean, it was a good segment, but again, I in for the back of my mind, I think Dakota Kai is um, playing Bailey, and I don't know. I just there's something about it. I just even though she knows she got got out of the ring, and before you know the Kabuki Warriors, and Io Sky could be thrown on. She gets back in the ring with the chair, and it looks like she's going to hit Bailey, but she swings after Io and the Kabuki Warriors. So it sounds like she's with Bailey or standing with Bailey, but I just don't know. I don't know about that, but I mean, it would be good, but who would be the third person to help uh, Bailey if um, Dakota uh, gets cleared uh, before WrestleMania? So, um, but yeah, Bailey's getting the love. Um, she's not fully going back, you know, to the hugging thing, but um, you know she is a face now, and uh, we have to see if she can still have her means or you know side of not really mean, but you know the edge that gives her the advantage like that and still be a face. I mean, that could still work um in her favor. but I do agree with you that eo is a little worried that uh, Bailey's coming after her championship.
0: And, you know, who, what I'm also excited about is is this potential tag team championship match because we get the number one contender for Finn Balor and Priest's tag team titles here. Uh, and that's going to be uh, Bate and Dunn. They have beat D-I-Y. And um, I like that match, man. They had some good visuals. They had some good, you know, it was a good match. Uh, but at the end of the day, both of those guys defeat D-I-Y to win a shot at the unis, uh, I'm sorry, undisputed WWE tag team championship titles. Um, uh, this hopefully is going to be, um, at the Elimination Chamber. That's what it's looking like, and this could be a potential uh still shower because if you like in reaction, this uh, this match should have all uh, of that uh, ingredients for this. Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on this tag team?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, they need new opponents. Um, I guess this. Tag team's okay, but I I think uh, the judgment day is going to make quick work of them. Uh, Pete Dunne, yeah, he's a bruiserweight, but I don't think um, they have uh, the ability to be Finn Balor and Senor Money in the Bank, so I think it's just giving another tag team or a newer tag team uh, a shot at the titles because, like I said to you last week, a team that's going to take them titles away from Judgment Day is uh, Yes Boy. Um, they need the shot. And um, and I'll be happy with that. And I think it, it makes perfect sense because you could still have a heel team win, and then you can have Senor Money in the Bank try to go after that uh, world title or universal title. We don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, Judgment Day is going to get this win um, at Elimination Chamber, um, hands mm-hmm. down.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I I can agree with you there as far as another team and getting them elevated, done, and bait. Um, And, yeah, I can agree with you. Finn Balor and Priest, I think that's just too much for them to overcome there. Hey, man, backstage, we get KO um, as he interrupts Dom, and he is telling Dom, guess what? You and I are going to be in the qualifying match uh, next week, and so we're going to see uh, Dirty Dom and KO uh, in the qualifying match. And so that's an interesting pairing. I think we're going to get Dom winning uh, because I think Logan Paul might be kind of floating around still. We'll see. But who else is floating around backstage is, of course, <laughs> of course Truth. Man, this guy, he's hilarious. Man, you have to put him out. Uh, uh, Truth, again, interrupts Owens, calls him, he calls him the Miz, and he's telling him not to let Nick catch him. Uh, and Owens is like, Nick Mysterio? And then Truth was like, "No, Nick Aldis." And so I don't know. It was kind of funny to throw uh, Truth in there uh, at that backstage segment.
1: Yeah, he got a pop for sure. And I was about to get on you because you barely said "Dirty Dom." When are like Dominic, Dominic, it was like "Dirty Dom, man." Come on, get it right.
0: I said "Dirty Dom." You, I, I got it. I got it.
1: Well, yeah, uh, I just don't know what they're waiting for. I think our uh, Truth um, needs to get a title really soon. But what he's doing, like. He's one of the hottest WWE superstars. No matter if he's on Raw or SmackDown, he is getting the pop. The fans love to see him um, in the ring, backstage. It doesn't matter. Like, our truth needs to be on TV because fans are tuning in for him um, no matter what he's doing. And that that just shows uh, great for Truth that – and he's been, been with the E for a long time, and the fans are still not tired of him. So, kudos to R-Truth and getting the pop that he deserves. So, hopefully gold down the road.
0: Yeah. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to and congratulate Sony Deville on marrying her, her girlfriend uh, this past uh, week. And I uh, just want to throw that out there before we get into the main event, because we do get a main event And that's going to be Sami Zayn taking on Randy Orton. This is an interesting pairing as well. Uh, Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Once again, we get it here. Uh, This is going to close out the night. um, And we end up with the show uh, with Drew McIntyre confronting the winner. And that is going to be the three most dangerous words in the WWE. And it's not WWE. Oh,
1: in all the sports entertainment.
0: Well, no, in the WWE. Okay, and all in all sports entertainment. Thanks for the correction there. Is RKO. Randy Orton defeats Sami Zayn to, to advance to the elimination chamber. So again, we get going off the air, Drew McIntyre and Orton, the qualifiers, um, you know, staring at each other down here, confronting one another.
1: Yeah, um, that match was a good match. I mean, we knew Sammy didn't have a real chance of going against uh the Viper. But during this match, I mean, either Randy was selling really well or maybe he tweaked his back a little bit. I mean, he was reaching that for superplex. Yeah, he was reaching for his back quite a bit, even after the match. And so, yeah. um, I mean, maybe he's, you know, got, you know, a few bumps and bruises, but hopefully he'll be willing to keep going forward, even if he's a little nicked up. But I, I did see that and I was just like, Yeah, can't have Randy getting hurt, just being back after you know, just come back from Survivor Series. So, only have been back a few months. So, hopefully it was just, um, you know, a little sore, but that he'll be able to continue his road to WrestleMania by first starting uh, at the Elimination Chamber, being our second qualifier for uh, Elimination Chamber with him and Drew. And, uh, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be um, a good Elimination Chamber match uh, with other potential superstars uh, punching in their ticket. um on Raw and then I believe on SmackDown as well uh, for next week. But uh, yeah, Randy, good good job, RKO. I could see that um, Sammy's a little frustrated, but um, could they turn him hell? I don't know, but yeah, no shame in losing to Randy Orton. Um, I think that's what Sammy would say.
0: Interesting man, because you got to remember 2020 when Drew McIntyre won the Rumble. It kind of is- uh, getting that rivalry back with Drew McIntyre and Orton that was just uh four years ago. Um, and so maybe it is work, maybe he's uh selling that back because maybe Drew's going to take advantage of that. Uh, but what was uh talked about again with the KO and Dominic, we're also going to get Logan Paul and the Miz, they're going to be in a qualifying match uh next week, and we also get Shotzi versus your girl Tiffany Stratton, and it's we also. Time. Get- It it is, and here it is. This is her chance to shine against Shotzi, Uh, but we also get Zelina Vega and Naomi. Uh, I'm going to go with Tiffany with the win, and I'm going to go with Naomi uh, getting the win next week. Those are my picks on that. Um, I do want to point out the Rock and Roman will be in the house uh, to respond to Triple H uh, for SmackDown next week. so That's going to be an interesting show. So, Guys, y'all got to tune in because SmackDown and WWE is running hot. I was looking at the the uh, views, I should say, the numbers, the magic numbers. They had two point, uh, right at 2.5 million people viewing. Um, and that's like four weeks in a row. Those are some big numbers for SmackDown uh, in this day and age. I know back in the day it was like, you know, crazy millions and millions more, you know, five to six million, but these are some good numbers because you got to remember when SmackDown just got to Fox, I mean, they were hovering a little bit around over the 1 million point. But because of this change of direction of the company and The Rock and how things are so hot with the Bloodline story re rekindling uh, here uh, going into the WrestleMania, um, man, we're getting a lot more viewers. It's a lot of excitement going on in the WWE.
1: Yeah, for sure. A uh, lot of viewers, a lot of, um, I think, of what you and me and Jeremy had talked about last week, the casual fans seeing what happened on the kickoff show. Um, I know, um, it's breaking the excitement too, but, um, I know we're going to have to take a break in a second, but before we do, I liked how when, um, all this fiasco happened and rock and Roman were leaving, um, Cody, um, you know, had left too. And then CM Punk was on the mic and he's like, dang, or basically like, man, Cody needs to basically not be the nice guy. And it was like, if someone slaps you in the mouth, hit him. And he said to the fans hey, uh, how many fans want to see Cody punch Rock in the mouth? And The Rock was still on stage, and he's just staring dead eyeballs on the back of uh, CM Punk's uh, head. So I was just like, man, CM Punk uh, trying to get um, his shots in too for what The Rock did to him in 2013. I thought that was hilarious, but CM Punk didn't hold any punches and let The Rock know he'd love to see him get slapped in the face because he said that's what he would have done. And That would have been awesome to see, you know.
0: Hey, I was just looking, um, on Twitter just now, it was, it was posted recently. Uh, I know this is going to throw you for a curveball, but
1: oh, hey, hold thought... on, hold that, hold that thought. hold that thought. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back on Brother's Discussion, you can throw me for a loop. So we'll be right back. Uh, don't go anywhere, uh, we'll see you on the other side. And we're back on Brother's Discussion, episode 59. Before we took a break, Big Kev said he was about to say something that might blow my mind or something off the cuss. So go ahead, Big Kev. What were you going to say before we went on break?
0: No, yeah, man. I see now Snoop Dogg. Okay, I know this is going to throw you for a curveball. But Snoop Dogg's gold belt was supposedly given to the Philadelphia Eagles back in December to for uh, safekeeping um, because obviously Manny is at, in Philly. And so he was going to give it to them. But I just saw a post that the one, the only, this is going to make you laugh or cry, Justin Bieber, he has the gold belt. He's got Snoop's gold belt, just tweeted. Uh, so, apparently the Eagles can't get it done to get in the playoffs, and they definitely can't, you know, get it done guarding that gold belt. Uh, I just thought that was kind of funny that Justin Bieber is back in the club wearing Snoop Dogg's gold belt. There was a tweet on it. Go check it out. Um I thought that was just kind of funny, just out of nowhere, some something really random. So, what's your thoughts about the celebrity? Of, speaking of that, just kind of talking about that, do we see a Snoop Dogg appearance at uh, Mania Forty? Uh, I don't think
1: so. Uh, yeah, I mean, when they brought him back, I mean, uh, it was all right, but they had to ad lib because uh, Shane got hurt. But uh, nah, I don't. I I really think this WrestleMania. Is just like around the rock, Triple H, everything. I really don't think they're gonna really have any like celebrity entertainers um that we've had in the past. I, I think this is like if they're trying to make this the best WrestleMania. I mean, I don't. That's not gonna be needed um at all for this to. Well, I'm seen.
0: glad you brought. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna segue from the Snoop, and I'm glad you brought Shane McMahon because I did want to. Uh, I'm sure people have probably seen it. Shane McMahon made the news uh, just this past uh, day. His son Ken has committed to uh, Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels. He's going to be playing football. He's got a scholarship there, so uh, congratulations to him being able to go play at the next level, uh, especially with a coach like Mac Brown. So that's that's pretty cool to see.
1: Yeah, um, great for him, uh, Mac Brown. You know, for us, you know, we love him. University of Texas won uh, national championship for Longhorns, so good for Mac Brown on that, and um, yeah, did you see um, that um, they took Brock Lesnar off the promo of the introduction, and now it's LA night? yeah, and like we had talked about, you know, last week and previous weeks, as we speculated, um, they're trying to erase them from WWE history, because uh, maybe, not that it's been confirmed, but maybe there's a little bit more than just what they've already released and WWE, sorry, WWE is uh, trying to get away from all of that. So I saw that the other day and I was like, Hmm, yeah, it, it's happening.
0: Yeah. And speaking of that, this was just released about uh, about almost an hour ago. We get Bruce Pritchard that uh, has been around the WWE as long as we've watched it in some capacity helping Vince. And, uh, he came out and finally spoke out and said, I'm not at Liberty to discuss any legal matters of the company, of the company whatsoever to that. There's nothing I can say. Uh, Pritchard said noting that there's no circumstances under which he will speak on this matter. You can ask until you're blue in the face and that's going to be your answer. I'm not involved. I'm not being sued. I'm not being accused of anything. It's a legal matter. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. For those who believe, this the explanation is needed. For those that don't, no explanation will do. That's kind of where we're at. So Bruce Pritchard uh, finally speaks out, um, and that was uh, just an hour ago. That was released uh, online. So kind of you know erasing Vince and erasing Brock. It's so weird to say Vince. Um, I'm kind of past past Vince in a sense. Um, as bad and crude as it sounds. Um, I guess just because I've been involved in the world we live, of, we're day by night. Okay. But I mean, golly, Vince McMahon was, uh, I thought was a role model, someone we could look up to and things of that nature. But again, uh, when the dust settles, we'll have to see where it lays, but man, it does not look good for those involved. Johnny Ace, Brock, uh, and now, uh, Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah. Um. This is a new era, like Triple H said. Um, we're moving forward, going um with what we have, and you know, seeing Braun Breaker, you know, still to make a decision. Him coming to the main roster is going to be huge. Um, eyeballs on him because you know he's from um the Steiner uh family. You know, it is Rick Steiner's uh son, Scott Steiner's nephew. Um really looking forward to where he lands and uh yeah, I mean, the E is just going to keep doing what they do, move forward. And um, it's WrestleMania season. Yeah. And um, I, I, I want you to get back because I know sometimes you forget that you were talking about where this match could go in a potential, I guess, Hall of Famer or something you had said that potentially could oh, yes. and get to the mix.
0: I want to hear your take. I'm, I want to hear your take, fanboy, because I, I have mine, and you know mine are sometimes off the wall. But you know what? I did hit the nail on the head. I, I said Rock and Cody in night two didn't know how we we're going to get there, but we we got there. Um, and I don't think you always like my ideas, but you never know. I want to hear your idea. What's going to happen? Well, how's this going to pan out and play out?
1: I mean, if I was uh, the Booker, and if Seth is. Um... 100% by Mania, you have a tag match on um, night one with Seth and Cody against Roman and Rock, and then night two, like said, you have Cody versus Roman. But if that couldn't happen, I mean, for someone to have Cody's back, I mean, Trip, you said it um, at the beginning of this, you said it in a previous podcast, Triple H, Rock have history. I mean, they have real history. Unfortunately, Triple H can no longer wrestle due to a peacemaker. And he is not going to risk his life for a match. Even though we would love to see it, it's not worth it for him to do that. So like I alluded to last week, my favorite WrestleMania is Re- WrestleMania 17. Um, this person came back at WrestleMania 32. Um, he came back WrestleMania 38. And, him and The Rock know each other really well. Oh, hell yeah. Give me Stone Cold in the corner of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad because as you were talking and as you were building it up, I was smiling because exactly who I was thinking. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, what better way to pair someone off that had a lot of history, especially at WrestleMania, with The Rock that can still be in a physical, you know, physicality standpoint, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he has ties in Philly with being an ECW with a short stint. And then again with uh, Paul Heyman, The Rock, and now Stone Cold Steve Austin could be potentially the guy. Now, if we don't get Stone Cold, I still feel like The Rock might try to cheat. I'm just kind of throwing off in my head that Stone, uh, The Rock will help the Tribal Chief. And Triple H could probably do something in a minimal capacity – I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's a sledgehammer to the gut of the rock and then to the travel chief. I don't know what that looks like exactly. But Triple H could possibly have some very light physicality. Um, Would that probably be best? No, Uh, just because, yeah. But I'm not going to roll it out completely. But I'm with you. I think Stone Cold would be that person. He has so much respect for Dusty Rhodes um, and Cody. Um, I can definitely see that. I want to see that. I think everyone would want to still see that. I mean, talk about blowing the roof off the place to see rock and stone cold.
1: That would be amazing. I mean, or to uh even be more of a fancy booker, um, have the lights go out and the Undertaker come choke slam the rock. I mean, that would get the fans nuts too. Ooh, but it don't make sense, but still, I mean, they have history as well, too. Stone Cold makes the logic sense because, like you said, the history and everything. And uh, yeah, that's that's the beauty of this road. It's like we have no idea what's gonna happen. Tomorrow's Monday Night Raw, more qualifying matches. Um, I'm sure uh, Michael Cole and uh, Pat McAfee are gonna uh, recap what happened on Friday and about Roman and the and the Rock coming, which is probably gonna get. Huge reviews, but I think I figured out why The Rock and um the Tribal Chief are going to be on this Friday coming up Uh SmackDown. It's the NBA All-Star weekend that weekend, so huge numbers for that, and I think that's why they're bringing out The Rock because that's some stiff competition uh with the All-Star, whether it's the NFL, well, they really do the Pro Bowl, but like the uh, Major League Baseball, things like that. A lot of uh, eyeballs um, to those organizations of of professional sports. So I think that's why The Rock's going to be there because, um, yeah, they want people to see Rock. People want to see him um, from the conference. I mean, it's just hot right now, and they're trying to take advantage of all the publicities from all the magazines, all the sports outlets of what happened at the kickoff uh, for WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's potential, but I also think I mean that's on a Sunday that the, the All Star game.
1: But, yeah, but you have the right. you have the, freestyle, you have yeah, the freestyle. Yeah, I,
0: I agree, but I also think too that Fanboy Dam, I think he he has to come out and explain himself here, um, because I mean we got to keep the story fresh and on people's mind. If we go out without the Rock for a couple more weeks, it's it's going to lose its lack of you know. Uh, luck laster so I, I feel like the rock needs to come out regardless of nba but I, i'm with you that definitely helps the situation out for for wwe um hey going back to the undertaker just because you said it, i'm sure you saw him presenting uh in saudi arabia the uh trophy uh to christian ronaldo and lifting up that trophy that's probably the easiest million two three four million that the undertaker's ever made is lifting up a dane trophy yeah, I wish Ronaldo, I
1: was Ronaldo looked scared. I don't think he wanted to get the Undertaker <laughs> mad. So yeah, he had a
0: frightening face. He looked pretty stunned. That was pretty funny. Um, I just wanted to throw that out because you know, being Undertaker, being a Texas Texas legend, and one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, if not my favorite as a my childhood. Yeah. So and that was, was kind of cool.
1: No, you're right. And before we get out of here, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We are crowning a champion tonight. And who you got, Big Kev?
0: Man, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I like both teams for different reasons. You know, right now the favorite going into the match, uh, according to ESPN, right this minute, is San Francisco with one point five, uh, so about a point and a half favorite. I'm going with San Francisco just because um, their defense, real physical. Um, there's sometimes part of the year they weren't as physical as they ought, should be and ought to be. Uh, I mean, you have the best player in college. I mean, college. Uh, could be college when he played at Stanford. Um, but the best football player, uh, if not top three, I'd say best is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm going with San Francisco 49ers uh, in this. Uh, being closer to the west side on home side. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes because he's a Texas boy, you know, played Texas high school football, played at Texas Tech. And so I like that. I like Pacheco because he was on my fantasy team. I thought he had a breakout year. I was anticipating that. Did a great job. And then Kelsey, uh, Travis, Kelsey, he's always trouble. But I think I want to go for San Francisco for another reason, and that is to hush all those Taylor Swifties up, including my daughters, because that's probably the only reason why they're interested in the Dad Gum Super Bowl. What's your score? Oh, man. You know, I don't think it's gonna be I don't really foresee it being a little high high scoring game. I know the the under over is 47 and a half, and I would probably I'd probably yeah, I'd probably give that there. I'm gonna go under, but um I'm gonna go man, had gum, man. That's a good question. I hadn't really thought of it, but if I had to pick a number right now, I'd go 24, 21, 49ers by a field
1: goal. Yeah. What's your uh, thoughts
0: on the game?
1: I mean, both teams, I mean were picked at the beginning of the season. Cause I used to hear, you know, on the radio, on the horn about like, you know, put your money and bet for, you know, the 49ers against the Chiefs, you know, that some people had them. Cause at, on paper, they look like the best two teams at the beginning of the season. Well, you know um, why
0: they, you know why they're playing? Cause the tribal chief himself on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith show, first take at the beginning of the season, he picked the Chiefs as the number two team and the number one team, the San Francisco 49ers. So the tribal chief knew.
1: He knew. He's the tribal chief. Um, I I mean, it doesn't matter to me who wins because I don't have a dog in the fight. you know. But at the same token, Shanahan uh, played for University of Texas. Um, and But minute who played for Texas, we played for the Chiefs, but I think he's out because he tore something. He's not playing. But I have to go with Shano, and, uh, like, you said my, my daughter's a Swifty and I'm like okay so she's going for them but I would like to see Shannon again and I think uh for them to be successful is they got to run the ball feed McCaffrey CMC feed them feed them feed them get that defense tired because if you're trying to go to a shootout with Kansas City you're not going to win it you're not um
0: yeah and the physicality and, of Debo Samuel get him involved run the ball like you have um and mix it up and uh yeah, I'm with you. you got, got to have a possession,
1: established... hold the ball, and like with anything, less turnovers. But I have the score, and I want it to be this score, or not that I have any numbers or just by that, but I have this game by a point. Because I read an article that if um, it's by a point that Vegas is going to lose out a lot. So I have the score Ooh. 30-29 San Francisco.
0: Oh, man, you heard it, guys. Right here on Brothers of Discussion. Hopefully we will. Get this uh loaded right before kickoff so you can get your bets and, and you can think Fanboy Dave next week when you're swimming in millions
1: and millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm ready for the week. Let's get this Super Bowl over. I will cry a little bit because football season's over. That's okay. Cause we're still on the road to WrestleMania. And um, I'm gonna want to work want the work day to go by fast. So I can get home and get ready for Monday Night Raw. What about you, Kev?
0: Man, what are you talking about, Willis? We got the XFL and the USFL uh, combining and merging for the United Football League. It's not over. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, watch. I watched
1: that, and I might even go see the, the, but the, I'm with the you. San Antonio uh, Brahmas. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was okay last year, but I need to know if you're ready for this next week. Like, any big plans?
0: No, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch Monday night. And I'm ready to watch SmackDown. Um, I want to see what happens, man. So, uh, you know, you guys got to stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the Hall of Fame, man. I'm, as I get older, I, I, I kind of enjoy the Hall of Fame because it's kind of where the guys that we watched are now getting their flowers and getting put into the Hall of Fame. So I'm kind of looking forward to some more, you know, some announcements with the Hall of Fame. So... I'm uh, looking forward to it, man. We're going to have Super Bowl. We're going to have WrestleMania. Man, it's a busy time of year for sure. And, you know, I'm glad to be a wrestling fan right now here in 2024.
1: Yep, that's what's up. Yep, so it looks like the end of episode 59. We're getting closer. One day we're going to say episode 100, which will be a nice feat as well. But not there yet, but episode 59, I think, is pretty much in the books.
0: Yeah. Well, we hope you uh, enjoy our podcast, and please share, like, uh, on the Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. It seems like that's where we get a lot of our listeners uh, listening off of. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on episode 59 of Brothers of Discussion. Until next time, it's Big Kevin fanboy Dave. We'll catch you down the road. See, See ya! ya. See ya.